Launceston, in Tasmania. Are you ready to rewind 80s? Friday the 28th of July, we are flying over to bring you the greatest 80s hits. The Princess Theatre in Launceston. Rewind 80s mixtape tour. To get your tickets, you better be quick. The website is theatrenorth.com.au And we'll see you and the sound of the crowd in Tasmania very, very soon. Woo! Montage. I'm Sammy Hardon. And I'm Jay Jovi. We're back for another week. We're back in the band room, guys, we which are. is great. Amazing. Yeah, it's cold in Melbourne. I'm not oh. sure what it's like around the world How for you. How come you guys have got T-shirts on, though? Because we've got the heat in us, baby. Oh, yeah, the heat is on. Fucking hell. Yeah. Hey, um, let's talk about the Wham Doco. We brought up. We're doing songs today about sex. Songs about sex. Mm. Well, songs with sex in, in the, the title. In the title, that's isn't that, right. There wasn't many, but there were a few. Yeah. yeah. And it was really tough. It was very controversial to say yeah. the word sex it on was. TV or in song lyrics or whatever. We're having an espresso martini tonight. Oh, that's good. I'm not sure what, you know, the link towards sex that has, but if you have too many. Well, it can keep you up. The coffee will keep oh, you up. Oh, that'll be it. Yeah, in whatever way you want to be up. Keep it up. Want to be up. No. Anyway, want to be, be down. down. Uh, yeah, look, so we're looking at songs with sex in it, but I just wanted to play I Want Your Sex straight up because we've both seen the Wham doco. Incredible. Really great. Really good. Such a thorough doco. Unbelievable. It was beautiful. It was a lot of fun. So – for me, I and everyone would have thought this. From me thinking Andrew Ridgely was just the guy on the guitar that knew three chords, mm. it's a whole new perspective, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. What I loved is just sort of they were just mates in school. Mm. And Andrew Ridgely, right at the beginning, he said something like, Who knows if George had have 
sat down next to someone else. At school, yeah. They could have been, you know, they could have become wham, but he just so happened to sit down next to me. And, like, isn't that amazing mm. just to think that anybody who comes along could be your soulmate? Yeah, you know what oh, I mean? Totally. They were soulmates for imagine, sure. Imagine that. Imagine being Andrew Ridgely and one of the most fucking genius performers comes and sits next to you. Yeah. It's incredible. Who's incredibly insecure about his body, yeah. about his looks and Andrew's fucking ready to go everywhere in life. Yeah. And that was the thing that we don't see as music people, yeah. the people that buy music. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You know no, what I mean? No. I think the fact that he was so insecure about his look yeah. is more controversial to me than his sexuality. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I just couldn't believe it. And and sort of I just love that Andrew pumped him up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on. Like, fucking. He, he would have been like, don't worry about it. Yeah, he would have right. been so much fun. Yeah. He would have infused George with, like, all of that all of that fun and all of that belief and confidence and who gives a fuck, you know? That's right. I love that. And, you know, obviously George just took that and flew. But in the same sense, he also knew what Andrew had given him because he set him up for life. Yeah, that's right. But not only that, he let go of George which is really hard for people in bands to do. Yeah, and they were mates for life. They exactly. loved each other. So yeah. you could say we're going to split up and then you never talk again, yeah. you never do anything with each other, but he was like it's his time. Yeah, that's it. You know? Yeah. Both of them. I mean, both of them attempted to um, have a solo career. Um, Andrew sort of had a couple of releases and stuff. Shake It, was it? Yeah, or? Shake It. I remember yeah. that shit. Yeah. We loved it. I don't think Andrew was really into it after the whole Wham! saga though. How could you? Yeah. You know, unless you have sort of inst- instant success like George had, it was just enormous. And he was just such a massive sex symbol. It was yeah. like a carry-on from that, you know. Yeah, And yeah. This, was, um, this was from his debut sol- solo album, Faith. That's right. I Want Your Sex. Now, this song was recorded two months after Wham! split up. Yeah, right. So we got straight into it. Yeah. And he played all the instruments as well. George mm-hmm. played all the instruments. He did it sort of electronically in the studio. And um, I think it, like originally he intended for it to be a demo but like it, it's so good that that's how it was. Really, you know, it just sounded amazing, all yep. the cutting cutting edge equipment that he used and everything. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's it. I really thought that Andrew was incredible to George as a person. Yeah. And the girls were so solid as well. Yeah. Like it was first it was DC Lee and then it was Shirley Mm. and they were incredible together and then Pepsi and Shirley. Yeah. Something about the two of those girls, they just went with whatever was going on and did their fucking job. Yeah. And you could see it, especially when they did Top of the Pops. They were all just there and they were just so cool. Yeah. That I think I would have liked to have seen them sort of being interviewed a bit. Yeah, it's interesting. Maybe there's going to be a part two. Yeah. I mean, Wham, I guess, started as a duo, but I guess as they became bigger and they were touring and that kind of thing, it was really all of them, like all the musos. That was what Wham was, you know. Because I also didn't know Shirley had dated Andrew and now she's married to Martin Kemp. Wow. From Spandau Ballet. Yeah. So she really went in hard with, and I, I mean she's been with Martin for years mm. and they've got kids and stuff, but I didn't actually know they were a thing, mm. uh, which meant Shirley was also a thing with George because he came out of the closet to her oh, and right. then basically said to Andrew, we've got something to tell you. Yeah. Remember that? And I thought yes. that was really interesting. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. But, and the whole Wham in China thing was great too because I've got that on VHS. And that was when China was a third world country, right? Yeah. And I keep saying this to people. In the 80s, they were like fucking barley, yeah. right? We have let them get this big yeah. through fucking giving them shit to do yeah. and they've just become this superpower. But so, I remember thinking no one will go to – no one wanted to go there. No. And that's why it was such a huge thing for Wham to go there. Yeah. They were the yeah. first band. Yeah, that's right. To go there. Yeah. But yeah. incredible doco. But, yeah, we're going on to um, I Want Your Sex. Obviously you think of that song when you think of songs with sex in it. Yeah, that's right. And he's obviously very inspired by Prince as well, yeah. sort of going into that, you know, he's coming out of like a, such a poppy duo. Um, yeah, but see, I don't think they were that poppy. I thought the bass lines in some of those tracks were fucking world class. That first album is fucking world class. Yeah, true. It's like you you listen to the musicianship on those tracks, it's better than anything that was out at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like level 42 meets Spandau Ballet. Yeah. It was just incredible. And I want to do some of the new tracks or the old tracks off Fantastic. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Fantastic I think it is um, because I just think musically like Club Tropicana oh, and yeah. was fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. It was like club music, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I think the pop thing came from him being chased by women and yeah. girls more than the music because – I think he underestimated the music. I think the music's really underestimated. Well, it's like Duran Duran in that respect as well. The music. Yeah, but we all took Duran Duran seriously, though. We didn't take Wham seriously because they were so. Every chick was infatuated. Yeah, 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 yeah. You wouldn't go and buy a Wham album without someone looking over your shoulder. With Duran Duran, they were a bit cooler. You're a puffed. That's right. (laughs) Exactly. Something like that, you know. Excuse me. But you just, when you heard all the tracks on that doco, you went, God, they had some great songs. And Top of the Pops, that guy on bass, and they had the band behind them. Yeah. They didn't have to do that. Yeah. But fuck, it looked great. Yeah. And yeah. it was really ahead of its time. And mm. that's the thing that I learned is that you're looking back at this thing we thought was pop and shit. Yeah. And it's really world class. That's it. But for some reason he had to battle those, didn't he? That whole you're not a real songwriter shit, you know? Yeah. He had a challenging um, life and career. Yeah. The poor bugger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I remember in Sex, um, I Want Your Sex, he was going to marry this girl in the video. That That's was right. the big room, the I Asian remember. Girl. The Asian girl. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, George Michael's getting married, but it never happened. Mm. Uh, of course it wouldn't have. Yeah. But they really tried to hide his sexuality. Yeah. In this time, you know. Kathy Jung. That's right. He was sleeping with her. I'm yeah. pretty sure they had it off. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they, were, they were in a relationship. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. And mm. But he just said there came a time where I had to admit that I wasn't bisexual. He said I had to admit I wasn't and I went out with a guy. Yeah, right. Because he said a lot of the times he felt like he had to be bisexual so he couldn't admit. Because the wham was driven by the sexuality because he wasn't really delving into where he wanted to be sexually. Yeah. Which I found really interesting. Yeah. That he's just working, working, working. So if you're working, working, working and you're forgetting about your sexuality, yeah. of course you fucking hate the music. Yeah, that's you've right. To- you've totally put yourself aside. Yeah. The music's cock-blocking That's you. right. It yeah. was cock-blocking him. So you're going to hate that, you know. 
And that made was, sense to me as well. Blocking all the cocks. Blocking all the cocks. Thinking about it, aren't it you? It was. <laughs> anyway, we better get on with the show. Love the doco. Go and see it if you haven't seen it, guys. That's it. Check it out. I want your sex. I found this. I wasn't a huge fan of this track, but I loved Faith. I was more a monkey. Girl. I remember t- like turning it on as a kid and feeling dirty. Like yes. it was controversial. Yes, very dirty. Very sexy. Yes. And you were like, what is this? And, and like you were scared that your parents would hear you playing it or, you know, exactly. like, what's this? Do you know, Filth. it's funny because I remember the only track that we're going to play later on that my mum and dad went on about was Controversy Prince and I've talked about this before mm. for the record. Yep. First burp. Anyway, um, <laughs> but sex, I want your sex because of the beat. I don't know whether they just didn't hear it or they didn't really worry about it. This has always reminded me of Justin Timberlake's track he brought out with there was a sex song he brought out in the 90s or the 2000s. Uh, we used to play. Um, sexy Back. Sexy Back. Used to yeah. remind me of Sexy Back for some yeah. reason. Well, I mean, sexy back reminded oh, yeah, me of totally. I want your sex. 100%. Like it was definitely delving back into that thing. Hundred percent. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want, uh, I want your sex. Awesome track. And this, it also, uh, it also. Remember, Prince was singing in like a female personality called Camille. Yes. Um, I noticed this has a little bit of that in it as well. You know, tell yes. you no secret. That's yes, George. You're right. You're that's right. George sort of pitching his voice up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they – it was interesting. There was a lot of that going around yeah. at the time as well. Yeah. But you're right, it was a rip-off of Camille for sure. Yeah. And uh, now the next track we've got is by Pat Benatar of all people. Great. I love this track. I think it's a strong keyboard track and we start to see her get a bit naughty here as well because we haven't really seen her do this before. Here we go. Love it. Sexy. Sex is a weapon. Yeah. I looked at this as a, as a little girl as well and sort of went, oh, Pat Benatar's talking about sex. Mm. But really love it. I think the keyboards are great. She's Her vocal's always amazing. Amazing. But she's like one of your aunties, isn't she? See, oh, look, I didn't see her as that. Yeah, I right. actually saw her because of the short hair. Yeah. She got a bit auntie-ish in We Belong. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she yeah. was very, very heavily pregnant. That's right. Nine months and ready to drop. But I did love her because I sort of came out with Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Yeah. So when you saw her that against the brick wall and she was being tough with the 
black sort of oh, – she was sort of dressed like Greece really with yeah. the black and white striped top and the tight pants. You kind of didn't think of her as mum until she sort of started. But she was. Yeah. She was fucking pregnant all the That's time. Right. That's right. There's L- actually like a DVD. Like half the chicks from Frankston she was. Yeah, yeah, she was. She loved it. Sex is a weapon, Pat Benatar. I love it. I love it. Do you like mm, it? Yeah, love it. 1985. Yep. Beautiful. Really, really good track. And the next one we've got is, oh, look, this is interesting. I don't know. It's a sexual song. I guess here we go. I love Marvin Gaye. Yeah, his dad didn't know. Horrible, horrible story. Really? Oh, because I was, my dad loved this sexual healing track. We got it on seven inch. Yeah. And then two years later, you hear that his dad's killed him. And it's horrific. The dad killed him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dad killed him at 44. Fucking hell. Yeah. So I'm not making a joke. His dad just didn't like him. (laughs) But, um, I found it horrific because I'd never heard of that. Why would a father kill their child? When when he's a huge star and probably bankrolling the whole family. Well, I don't know. Maybe they well, – I don't know, but, yeah, exactly. What the fuck? We'll have to look into that. Yeah, no, no, definitely. And I remember it happening. It was almost like the feeling you got when John Lennon died. Yeah. It sounds bizarre, but you get this great single out by Marvin Gaye and then the next couple of years he's may not even have been that much after. Yeah. His dad kills him. Yeah. Incredible. Sexy looking dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And was with Motown from the 1960s so he has been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. It could be over money. Fuck, the father shot him twice. Yeah. Once in the chest and then once in the shoulder. Yep. Dad was out there. That's one hell of a fart. Horrible. So that wasn't, I just remember that happening as well. And we were like, what? Weird things happened in 1981 and 1982. Like just, you'd hear them on the radio and you'd go, what? Because you're only young, you're learning about the world, you know? I wonder if drugs were involved, you know? Because I know that sort of Marvin himself like had problems, you know, he was always like in and out of rehab and stuff. If the dad was as well. I don't know. We'll look into it. Oh, God. It's a story. It's a story. But, okay. yeah, Marvin Gaye, Sexual Healing. I love it. I, it was huge, great video. Yeah. She goes into the doctor's ward and speaks to the doctor and it's a chick and she wants to bang him. 
you know. You need some yeah. sexual healing. Yeah, that sort of happened a lot, the doctor surgery shit. It was like soft porn. How exciting. Yeah. Well, in real life. Thomas Dolby did it as well and she blinded him with science, I uh, think. Oh, yeah. Went into the doctors and went in and she had her coat on and they get stripped off and I they're in this I would absolutely love for that to happen in real yeah. life. Yeah. It you depends know, the do- on the doctor. The doctor's giving you an examination and it just goes a bit <laughs> further. <laughs> Yeah, probably not if you were a chick. It. it probably wouldn't be very nice. No, no, it's sort of not. Oh. But um, yeah, no, absolutely. But let's see if you've got any nodules. Oh. Marvin Gaye, sexual healing, nineteen eighty-two. This one we've played on our very first episode. Did we? Or it might have been our second episode. I'm going to play it now. It's a ripper. Crime, crime, Strange to be writing a song about rape. Yeah, no, I don't think it's about rape. I think yeah, it's a, not. But yeah. like you know, like but back in they'd like go sex crimes. Ooh, yeah. Isn't it about the nineteen eighty four um, movie? Maybe. Well, well, it's like in brackets. Orson Welles or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nineteen eighty four. Just want to do a shout out to someone that gave us a little. Uh, Letter during the week. I'll do the shout out. Okay. Ah! <laughs> Lovely. Okay, so this was from our mate that we've had a few letters from and Peter, Pete, 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 who comes from I think Sweden. Is this Peter Larson? Peter Larson, oh! yes. He's back on track like the Breakfast Club. E. This episode, so he was talking about the episode we did with Like Flames Berlin, yep. which you picked on the mixtape. Uh, thing. Yeah. This episode totally rocks. A pod that plays like flames with Berlin is just perfect. Keep up the awesome work, guys. And then he and then I said thanks, Pete. Blah blah blah. Because I wasn't sure who he was until I checked it. Yeah. Um. He wants a noise works maybe special. Pete. Pete. Yeah. We were hoping to sort of get John Stevens on the show at some point. So yeah. you'd be happy about that down Absolutely. the track somewhere. Anyway, just keep on doing what you do. It's the highlight of his week. When you release a new episode, a big thanks to Jay for the things he said about John Farnham at the end of the episode. Really emotional. Oh, lovely. There nice you go. One, you were very nice Pete, to you Johnny. you miss Australia, I can tell, mate. I think you should come back. No, he's, he's, he's born overseas. 
Oh, he's no. It, he he used to live here and doesn't he, he live back there now? And the reason why he sort of loves Australian music is it reminds him of when he was younger. Oh, maybe. I think that's the story, oh, Pete. Okay, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, please. Yeah, just send us another letter, dude. Yeah, with but, some dick pics on. No, uh, I'm no, no, you've said that before. He hasn't done it. <laughs> I don't think he's into it. Um, it's all right, all right. You don't have to be. Sex, sex, uh, sex crime. This was a big one as well. 1984 with. First time we'd ever seen really the Eurythmics talk about sex. Doing sexy stuff. Which is good. I'd be a bit scared to have sex with Annie Lennox. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure she would. I think she'd eat me at the end like a praying mantis. Yeah, that's right. You with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't they eat their own heads off or something? (laughs) They do. They're right, yeah. Eat the husband's head off. I always wanted to be one of them. Yeah. I also wanted to be a seahorse. Because oh. I thought, oh, it'd be nice for the men to carry babies, wouldn't it? Hey, but I can yeah, go out and do my thing. Yeah, there you go. Well, there you go. So our next track we've got is one of my favourite all-time tracks about sex, and it goes love like this. this. Yeah. I will parade you down the high street You've got the attraction, you've got the pulling power Walk my little doggy, walk my little sex girl We can make a scene, we'll be a team Making the headlines sounds like a dream When we hit the floor, you just watch them move aside We will take them for a ride, alright They all love your miniature ways You know what they say about Soft Cell. Love it. 1981, non-stop erotic cabaret. This album had a really beautiful cover of yeah. them both sort of in like um, like like uh, lit from one side in blue and lit from the other in hot pink, which mm. is like a lighting yeah. effect, which is really massive at the moment and ah. has been for the last couple of years. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is the Soft Cell I like. Yeah. It's just so mysterious. It's over the top. Yeah. I've been in a nightclub that's been the, – the walls have been black and it's mm. been darkened with smoke machines and it makes you feel fucking oh. unbeatable. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's just so amazing. Mm. And the thing that I love about this song is that you can interpret it any way you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's soft sell and it was never a commercial track for them because who the fuck would buy it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. You yeah. know, we all loved it. Yeah. It might have been on a B-side or something, I'm not sure, but – I, I love it. Something really amazing about being really fucked up in a club, isn't there? I don't get fucked up. Yeah. I just I, – I don't need to get as fucked up because I just feel the energy. But, yeah. Um, oh, look, if you've had a few to drink, it's always nice, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like you're in a dream or a nightmare or something. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. Well, that's what this song used to make you feel like. 
you know, because you didn't know anyone. And then the sun it comes up. It was actually up. a goth club I think I went to. Oh, yeah, very gothy this. What would it have been? Goth club in Melbourne in an alleyway that's breaking it down. Oh, subculture. So while, while we mention Melbourne, mm. we've got a couple of Melbourne gigs oh my coming God, up, we haven't do, we? We do. Fuck yeah. Northcote, Northcote Theatre. And we're also doing... We're also doing. Do you want to play the ad for what we're doing? Because we may as well. We're also doing this place. A little birdie told me Rewind 80s are back in Melbourne, Saturday the 19th of August 2023. Bird's Basement, 11 Singers Lane in Melbourne. All the 80s you can handle with cocktails. Book your tickets now at birdsbasement.com or for more information, rewind80sband.com. Get your tickets now before they fly away. <laughs> Who's that crazy bitch at it's, the end? Is you know that's actually our band in the background? That's Cookie on guitar. Is that us? That's Computer Blue. Yeah. That's Computer Blue. But Fantastic. We did the demo, and uh, Cookie's guitar is incredible. Yeah. You know, and Spot they on. were incredible. And we had the loop and all that stuff. Yeah. So Bird's Basement is going to be fantastic. Great. Already, I think there's only 80 tickets left, so you've got to right. get on it, guys. There's. Different ticket tiers because they're only a hundred and sixty sort of place. It's not mm. a huge, not a huge place. So they've got to do meals and stuff like that. But it's going to be very New York. Yeah, it's like a New York cafe, diner. Yeah. Well, not a diner, but it's a jazz club. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. No, we are going to be at Bird's Basement on the nineteenth of August. So I've got a commercial. Got a commercial. Here we go. Have a listen to this. <coughs> Excuse me. Hello. Uh, uh. Yes. I want some um. Some co- some some co- some cotton wool, please. Of course. Will there be anything else? Yeah. Have you got a pack of um? A packet of uh. A packet of tissues, please. Man-sized tissues. Is that all? Condoms can help prevent unwanted pregnancies, sexually transmitted diseases, even AIDS. She sells hundreds of packets a week. She's not embarrassed, so why should you be? And a packet of condoms, please. Of course. Mr. Williams, how much are these condoms? Condoms. It goes without saying. They make sense. Little UK ad there about condoms. And even AIDS. That would have been the first thing rather than the fucking caveat and bo- and AIDS, by the way. Yeah. Fucking well, yeah. prevent AIDS. Oh, and uh, yeah. pregnancy. So. Well, um, I'm just trying to think what came first, people wearing condoms. I don't think they did. There were condoms to, you know. Prevent uh, sexual disease. No, well, to stop people getting pregnant. There yeah, were. Yeah, okay, that's but right. But no one fucking wore them. No, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. No one wore them until yeah. sort of AIDS. Yeah, that's right. You know? No, that's, that's true. Mm. That, unless, you know, that's why there were so many little kids running around that, you know. Yeah. Weren't sort of wanted in, if you know what I mean. But, um, yeah, look, that's a really good ad. And people were really embarrassed to go in and ask for them. Mm. But that was just breaking down 
you know, that was an English ad. So I think we did the same ad in Australia with Aussies but, yeah, I remember, funny. I, re- I remember them starting to stop them in like Woolworths and Coles. That's right, yeah. And what a massive fucking relief that was because mm. before that you had to go and get them from the chemist and I'm pretty sure they were behind the counter. Because they, they, they didn't want kids buying them because they thought it'd be, you know, encourage them to have sex early. That's and right. It's like, well, they're still going to finger it. They're still going to fucking fool around, you idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's yeah, right. It was, it was embarrassing. Yeah, look, it, a lot of that stuff is really embarrassing for Especially people. Especially if you're from a small town and the oh, fucking yeah. pharmacist was, you know, best friends with your mum. Yeah, it's, fuck you. Yes. How did you go with that shit? Oh. Fuck the, the pharmacist. How did, you must have just had one brother go, did the you? The pharmacist was like the the town priest mm. that knew fucking everything because mm. the um the photos were developed in the chemist as well. Oh, that's right. Photos and condoms. Oh yeah. So everything. Oh. The, the, like the fucking pharmacist knew everything, and he was a dirty bastard. Wadley. Kevin Wadley. Kevin Wadley. I worked at Rabbit Express Photo, and I've spoken about this before. Mm. I was in one of those photo places where you got your photos developed and people would fucking get on the washing machine and fucking spread their legs and the shit that we get. Can you say anything you like? Oh, and they were fucking ugly people. (laughs) Yeah. And they'd do it and they'd get and spread their legs and you'd be like looking at the photos. And I was a kid going, oh, my God, who the fuck goes to a laundromat and does this shit? And then you'd get dead people, photographs of that. So this whole selfie shit where people take photos of nothing has been going on since (laughs) that, you know. Just because you got a camera doesn't mean you're a photographer. That's right. And fucking hell, happy snaps all the way. All right, the next one we played last week, we've got it. We can't do a sex show without putting this show, this song in because it is incredible. Here we go. song ever. I can't believe this came out in 1982. Mm. I can't believe that <laughs> I can't believe 
that um, it was recorded in LA. It doesn't sound like so. <laughs> it d- Maddie just showed me a photo of him in the bathtub. Oh, okay, great. Um, How old was he? Um, old enough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> from Not what last I could week. see. Not last week. From what I could determine oh, from, the, from the evidence. Yeah, right. Um, it doesn't sound to me like LA New Wave. It sounds more like sort of um, East Coast, like sort of New York New Wave. They, it even sounds European. It certainly doesn't sound like it was recorded in LA. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, she was, I think. I think what threw us is the video clip mm. because it was very New York. Yeah. The video clip with the skyline and all whatever they had. Mm. But I think they just did this stuff all over the world. Like yeah. France, Germany. L- LA is known for a particular sound though, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's not this. So, so yeah, I just found that really surprising. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't really think I thought about it. Yeah, but it was an amazing track and they're an amazing band. We mm. need to do a Berlin special, I think. it's The time has come yeah. where we need to do a Berlin special. Yes. Because we always talk about them. We love them so much, you know. And you know what? You'll, you'll shoot me mm. but back when we were talking about I probably won't because Marvin Gaye's dad did and I know what it feels like. I'm about to bring up Marvin Gaye. This oh. is amazing. Oh, right, okay. The beginning of sexual healing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like they sampled it for Millie Vanilli for "Girl, I Want to Miss You." Oh, right. Girl, I want to miss. Girl, I'm gonna miss you. Yeah, I want to do a Millie Vanilli special. Oh, fucking why? Because it was huge. Well, it was huge. It was pretty. It would be pretty good to look into it. Yeah. And to see what actually happened in the band that were. Yeah. Oh, there's so many interesting subjects. Yeah. Because we came up with this episode on the mixtape special with songs with yeah. sex in them. Just it bloody, it, one show leads to another. It was all mate. That's old, right. Old, old fucking, yeah. Grandmaster Bates. Yeah. The Furious Five. Um, that's a joke. Anyway, so Sexheimer, huge in the clubs. We got it in Australia, loved it, but was never released. It was sort of like a Blue Lights if you were a kid, you went there and stuff. Um, the next track is all about that feeling where you had to hide it from your mum and dad. You were a bit, the whole album. I actually didn't hide from my mum and dad, but I remember my dad going, have you heard that record Samantha's listening to? And this was the side one album, uh, side one track one. Fucking incredible. One of my all-time favourite albums. This is where I sort of came from with my upbringing and I can't remember if it came. Controversy was the one I fell in love with, but then this track's great as well.
Sexuality by Prince. Second sim, uh, single from Controversy, yeah. the album Controversy. Yeah, amazing. Mm. Fucking one of my best. I love this album. What I love about Prince is that like he, all the songs from one album sound like they're in the same universe. Oh, I really totally, like that. It's, totally, that's right. It's not like, I don't know, something started it's not happening dis- disjointed. with those sort of upper echelon artists where – their albums were like kind of each album was almost like a best of. Like they didn't sound like they were necessarily in the same universe. It was just like a collection of singles, you know what I mean, rather than them releasing an album. You know what I mean by that? The, yeah, I do. The difference. Um, whereas Prince released albums. He he wrote albums. He was so sort That's of right. hardworking and prolific. He Like he'd write big bunch of songs all at once, bang, they'd go out, you know. Then he'd be on to the next album. Yeah. But um, um, also sort of he wrote so many songs but no two songs sound the same. This is another episode I want to do, Prince songs that he wrote but he didn't release. Yeah. You mean like The Vault? The Vault. Yeah. Like of every other artist, Martika. And that was what Computer Blue was about Mm. because I was a chick. We did Stand Back. Yeah. Things that he'd worked on. With the tracks, yeah. you know, all his proteges and stuff. Mm. But when you look into the to the music, you go, "Fuck!" There's a lot of songs he's written that you wouldn't know about. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to be a dumb shit not to know that "Manic Monday" was written by Prince. Yeah. But stuff like that, mm. that some people may not know, and he just wrote so many tracks. Mm. And people just didn't think he did that much. He reached out to a lot of sort of female artists that he thought like. You know, I want to, I want to sort of, um, I want to enhance her. You know, mm. um, and strangely, Shania Twain was one of them. Right. He, um, when she busted up from the husband, what was his name? Oh, M- M- Mutt or something. Mutt, Mutt Lang. Lang. Yeah. Mutt Lang. Um, when she busted up from the husband, he Prince called her straight away and wanted to do an album with her. And of course, he did. Yeah. And apparently she was like swearing on the phone to it, like oh, couldn't couldn't believe it, couldn't believe he'd called her and she was swearing on the phone. Apparently she swears a lot, yeah, right. Which surprises me because t- to me she's the most vanilla chick yeah. you can think of. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. he said he said to her like, you know, you can come to Paisley Park, but you you can't curse like you're cursing to me on the phone. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. It was like oh, <laughs> you're not you're not allowed to fucking swear. It's funny, sort of where he went. Coming from controversy, talking about sex, this whole album, and Absolutely. then, and then, you know, he he wouldn't play a lot of his sexiest no, songs for years. That's right. And then he sort of made peace with it right at the end. Well, he was a Jehovah. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. that's what they do. They just don't. You'd know anyway. But yeah, they um don't like to play. Like he played. He didn't play Erotic City and no. stuff like that. Yeah. But I did want to bring up because we've got. I've got a couple of more tracks. Prince, if you think sex, you think Prince. There's not yeah. many people that 
that did sex. That was his brand. Exactly. So that made it very hard for him in the end because he wanted to be. Excuse the pun. (laughs) Ah, Oh, we laughed, didn't we? That's right. We were drunk, weren't we? So the next one I want to bring up is is Sheila E. Now, this track is from 1990, it does have sex in it. And I just want to have a listen to this because she had a very special day today. So here we go. Sheila Ree. Very exciting. 1991. So it's a bit out of our time. Oh, yeah. But I wanted to play it because it's got sex in it. But symbol was spelt like the drum symbol. That's right. Play on words. Play on words. And I really love this record. It had dropped a fly, I think, from memory. Dropped the flies or. And I loved it. I brought everything Sheila did. But she actually got a Hollywood star today. The Walk of Fame. Yes. Fantastic. Which I think is well-deserved. Gotcha. It's sort of um, well after the fact, isn't it? Yeah. I Overdue. Think, I don't know why they've waited till this long. Mm. But I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Her whole family deserves one because they've been so musical. I don't know how they pick it. I don't know either. I think, yeah, I'm not sure, quite sure how Maybe people it. vote. I think they get approached by the city of Los Angeles or something. Okay. But, like, you have to be approached by them to do it. Um, and it is in return for, like, a um, – in return for a, uh, like, charitable um, amount. So you sort of, like, pay – you know, oh, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Those artists, you yeah. know, they pay an amount to charity. Right. For the oh, honour of good. having Oh, That's okay. Yeah, it's great. It's still an honour, mm, I think. Absolutely. And I think she's really excited about it. I think Michael Jackson is on it a couple of times. Yeah, as, right. As either the Jacksons or the Jackson Oh, Five. yeah, no, that's right. Michael he Jackson is. and then in some other, I can't remember. Yeah, he possibly is. Exciting though because I don't ever think I would assume she would have got a star. 
I always yeah. think of it as more of an acting thing. Yeah, right. It's okay. really weird. Yeah. But I was excited for her because she just gives me the warm and fuzzies, you know. Yeah, yeah, I love her. And I just love her music and I thought this song was great even though it's 1991, sex symbol, not many people know it. Yeah. And it was a really good video. She was probably the hottest she's been in this period of, it, of her life. Uh, absolutely. The stunning. production was a bit new Jack Swingy. Yes. It was very Paul Abdulish, but she could sing much better than Paula, yeah. obviously. Yeah. As much as I love Paula. I mm. love this period of a lot of artists. Yeah. But it is dated, isn't it? You know? Yeah. But you could still play this song and, and make it funky. Yeah, that's and right. Make it stand up. Yeah. Now, of course, we can't play this other track here without or we can't play anything to do with sex. Now, I've got this song but I've got another version of it for you and here we go. Vanity Six's version. Vanity Six and Vanity being it. Vanity, the lead singer, Denise Matthews mm. from Canada. Yeah. She was a model and actress in Canada. Amazing. Yeah. Print, a Prince band, you know, a Prince sort of protege band. Vanity Six, yeah. So they were the, the other one. There was Apollonia Six and there was Vanity Six. I like this version because there's a couple of different riffs in it. Mm. That kind of thing that isn't in the original. Yeah. I don't know. I think they had this on their record but I don't think they released it. But I could be wrong. Mm. But anything Vanity does. Now next week's show is sort of like a part two to this but not really where we're going to be looking at songs that mean sex. It's not sex in the in the, in the the actual Not title. sex in the title but sex in the meaning. Absolutely. That's it. And we're going to hear Cindy Lauper. You'll hear more Vanity. You'll yeah. hear a lot more Prince. So if you're into Prince and the family and and like, you know, his protégés, please listen next week. You mm. will love it because we're huge fans uh, of Prince and yeah. all his music. But I really like this version. It wasn't really played in the clubs. I think it was more of a demo-y kind of thing but fantastic. 
Now, can you remember old He's So Dull? He's yes, so can. dumb. Yes. And it was in um, National Lampoon's Vacation. Yes. Remember? That's right. I was so excited about that. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. they've already, at Vanity Six, which I was going to put in the show, they've also got a song called Vibrator, mm. which is about a vibrator. Oh. And I was going to put that in next week's. But there's so many Prince tracks that you could do. Mm. You'd go forever, you know. Because I remember as a kid getting the Vanity Six album and there was a song called Vibrator, He's So Dull, and it was really tough. Yeah. I was like, you know what? This is what you've got to do is not give a fuck about men. He's yeah. so dull, you know. Yeah. And it Because when you're young, everything mattered. You mm. know, if you were dumped, if you, you were You were so loved, worried, you weren't so you, that worried. you were going to get sort of – I don't know, marge- so, marginalised. And that's right. And these albums were very empowering, mm. which is why I don't get why now in today's society they're trying to keep everything under the fucking covers. Oh, my God. Because this was the empowering stuff. Yeah, yeah look, it wasn't the fucking Spice Girls. Yeah. But it was still chicks that just had so much power. Like the the funniest thing that Vanity ever did was that movie where she's dancing in the strip joint and the fucking cops just... Do you remember that? It's really funny. She's doing this sexy dance. Can't remember what she's singing. <laughs> and the go- the cop's just like looking Ooh, at her. Yeah, Bobby. yeah, yeah. She starts up and she's Jesus. a singer. She's not a stripper. She's a singer. Mm. And I think it was the one with the – was it Jackson? Can't remember the name of the – Vanity C. Vanity was in it and it was about a – it was almost like – oh, I can't remember the movie but it was really, really funny – and she comes out and she sings at a club and the, they've all got boners, you know. She was so good. <laughs> so good. I loved her. But, again, <laughs> yeah. she went very religious in the end and didn't want to do her career anymore. No, that's right. And became a member of the church. Or she was, you know, like she became a pastor, I think. Is that what it's called, pastor? Yeah. But not P-A-S-T-A. Yeah, not, <laughs> not what Maddie does over there. Yeah, that's right. Different situation. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Matty's a pasta. Well, he makes pasta. He does. So we're right on time. That's what she said. Right on time. We're going to do one more track for this episode. Fantastic. Um, Now, this was a song that led us to this whole idea that you picked on your mixtape show. Mm. And it's a good song. I think it it deserves another little go because this was like their only track. It was really exciting to hear it. There was another song I was going to put on, Sex Symbol, which was an Aussie chick that Michael Hutchins um, actually produced. That's right. What and was she was had beautiful red hair. Um, Flame Fortune, that's what her name was. Mm. But we, we had to cut our songs down because you don't realise how many songs have sex in them, you know. That's right. What was the name of this band again, Sex uh, and Fame? Sex and Fame, yeah. Yeah, but what was the name of the band? Um, we'll oh my tell God. you after we yeah, play. Yeah, we will. I'll, I'll have to listen to the song. Here we go. Oh, this looks like the place. Oh! <laughs> I don't know if this
Sex and Fame by Jumping Corporated. Yes. Don't like their name much. Didn't no. suit them. It's a bit weird. It's, it's a bit kiddie. Sounds urban, doesn't it? Yeah. Jumping Corporated. Yeah. Sounds like sort of like yeah, jump, hip, jump. hip hop or something. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Produced by Mark Opitz. Beautifully. That's right. Amazing, amazing. Um, Mark Opitz, wasn't he at your gig, Matty? Wasn't, wasn't, yeah. I yeah. remember him being at a uh, Tuck of the Mannequins gig years yeah. ago. Yeah. We went to the Cherry Bar with Mark. Oh, yeah, right. One night. Oh, mm. look, the guy has – that's probably one person we could interview. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, oh, God, yeah. So Saxon Fame Jump Incorporated, that was the song that brought us to this episode tonight. That's right. And uh, we played it a couple of weeks ago on our – Mixtape. Mixtape episode. Yeah. So go back and listen, guys, if you're joining us for the first yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you for joining us if you are joining us for the first time. want to thank Melbourne people and Australia people – we're in the iTunes nearly every week now, which is amazing. Wonderful. Best um, thing you can do for us, guys, yeah. if you are listening for the first time, become a subscriber straight away because it really pushes us up uh, up the charts and gets the message out there, you know. Yeah, and, you know, when you do press subscribe, you could imagine that when we download a show, it automatically downloads the episode for you. Mm. Which brings us up the charts. Yeah, that's which right. is amazing because people think it doesn't do much, but what it does is if I download the episode, there might be a hundred downloads already as soon as that's gone because of the subscriptions. Yeah, and we've been getting some fantastic, fantastic comments on Spotify about the show. Uh, I think I sent one to you about the John Farnham show. That one's been a really exciting show for people and the guy was just saying he enjoys the show he loves the show but he couldn't believe that we didn't know that no one comes close was a john farnham track i honestly didn't yeah it was just wasn't a single we got there in the end we found out in the end that's right but um really nice to hear from you dude thank you so much for listening and and just bringing that you know just Telling us what you like about the show on Spotify. I knew you know? the John Farnham episode would sort of resonate with a lot of people because yeah, great subject and great film, sort of uh, docudrama about his life, finding the voice that we went to watch, which is going to be on Channel Seven very oh, soon. I know. Can you believe? Yeah. My parents are so excited mm. to see it. You know, but uh, look, guys, if you can, you can comment on Spotify now. We've got a thing now where you can actually do a comment on whatever show you want. So have a look at the Live Aid show because this, this is going to come out today. Ah. Have a look at the Live Aid show because it's the anniversary again today, I think. That's right. So Absolutely. we did a fantastic double part special of Live Aid and, and just talked about being a kid and watching it and, and the whole series. That was awesome. So you can go back and have a look at that. We're also on TikTok and we put a lot of the edits of the show on TikTok, which is Planet 80s Productions mm -hmm. at TikTok. If you want to join that, then you might be able to get a little, just a little interview, a little edit of what the show's about. Yeah. Which has been preview. helping. Yeah, a little preview, which has been helping as well. Um, but look, guys, we love all your comments. We're doing more compilation albums and stuff like that. Big thank you to our subscribers and our patrons as well. Best thing you can do apart from like, sharing, rating or reviewing is become a Patreon, guys, for as little as $1.50 a month, that's all. And for $10 a month you get the extra episodes. Absolutely. Now, Patreon is patreon.com forward slash the 80s montage podcast. And we're going to have a big celebration with all this money that you're giving us to to go in and do our 200th two hundredth episode, which is going to be huge. It's we're going to have celebrity huge. guests. The band's yeah. going to be playing. Yes, ping pong balls, snakes, absolutely everything, and oil. Um, 
Oh, <laughs> we're going to give everyone everything. You yeah. Know, we're going to be very, very – Dwarf uh, throwing. Dwarf throwing would be good. We'll yeah. play sex dwarf at the same time. <laughs> Ooh. No. Yeah, yeah, but um, if you are coming to the Bird's Basement, we can't wait to see you. It's going to be a little bit of a different show. We're going to do some new tracks and stuff like that and just really incorporate the fact that it is a very small sort of eat venue. Like it's a dinner and show really. Yeah, that's right. So there'll be some nice tracks. And and also Northcote Theatre, get your tickets for that as well. They're going nuts and we will see you in October for that. Awesome, guys. Love yous all around the world. And if it's music, mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. 